Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Aloha. NASA discovered a new comet. They named it Neowise. And this was back in late March of this year. And for the past couple of weeks here in July, it's been passing by the Earth, and some of us can see it. In this episode, we discuss what this celestial event can reflect for us here on Earth in the midst of the chaos of multiple pandemics. What can it teach us about developing a new wisdom that's equal to these challenges? So please join me, Julianne Javot, an archetypal consultant, and my co-host, Story Through Stone founder and teacher, Sandera Quackenbush, for another lively discussion. Hey, Sandera. Hello, Julianne. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm coping. I'm coping. How about yourself? Same, same. I'm, I'm in there with you, but in different ways, like we all are, I guess. Mm. Um, but we are having a very special episode today because we have a fine announcement, which is that drum roll. Drum roll. It's the best I can do. Maybe I'll add one in post. Okay. What What is the announcement? Sandera, remind me. We have a hundred thousand downloads. Ooh, yay us! I don't even know what that looks like. Like that's it's such a large number. It's kind of abstract, but that's awesome! It, it, wow, that's yeah, that's um, a number of people who are crazy enough to download and and I would imagine listen to eventually our podcast. So that's pretty awesome. It's humbling. It's actually really humbling. And now I'm a little bit nervous. Now I'm a little nervous. <laughs> well, we and a hundred thousand of you out there are so happy you're with us still. And uh, we are going to explore another aberration today, which is the comet Neowise. And Julian and I are going to explore a little bit about, you know, if we take that word Neowise and we think about it uh, in these times, uh, what does it mean for us and how can we pass by Earth with a new reflection, just as that uh, amazing comet is passing by us? It's already um, been the closest to Earth that it's going to be for 6,800 years, uh, but I believe you can still see it in the night sky. Uh, if you can find a nice, dark, starry night, maybe out in the desert where I'm from, used to be, uh, you can see it. So maybe, maybe our listeners in Hawaii, since although they've got a hurricane coming, probably. Oh my goodness! Never mind. I know, really. What what else? Do we yeah, the world is in chaos. Um, and comments have always been seen as like they're since the ancient days. It's highly symbolic there are always big events preceded by comments i think we're in a big event but an idea of a comet has always been held i mean there's images which we can construe as comments in ancient ancient cave paintings so um a big deal and and i'm just going to couch this in understanding this conversation about this comet neowise uh, something that i kind of think about a lot or rather it's a um 
it's like an underlying sense of like, holy crap, what's going on? Um, and guess what? It is really big. And for what, seven, almost eight years, it, I think next month will be our eight year anniversary of this podcast that we've been talking about the hero's journey through the tarot. We've been looking yeah. at things symbolically. And I think for me at times, and I would imagine for many other people, it's it can feel a little bit abstract going through the really, really difficult times when you talk about it in this sort of system of, of symbols and narratives and stories that it can be abstract and that there's a sense of being trained for something really, you know, challenging and life-changing. And guess what? We're in it. <laughs> That's right. kind of where I am. It's like, this is what we've been trained for. Um, and I think a little bit that to me anyway, sometimes feels like it gets lost because it is so difficult that, yeah, this is what we've been training for people. This our our souls are present on this planet right now and we've been in training and here we are, it's happening. So, um, in, yeah, intimidating, sure. All of those things. Everything doesn't get all done at once. It's not just simply on us, but things like this symbol of a comet are, to me anyway, is like a whoo. Okay, big reminder. This is the real thing. We're in the we're in yeah. the real stuff. Absolutely, and um, and in case you're curious how this is all tied to the tarot today for our officially archetypal tarot podcast, uh, we'll be connecting this in with the star the archetypes therein. So I would love to just kind of um, talk about how this came to be, uh, the inspiration for this podcast and the article I just wrote recently for this. Um, That'll so be, we'll link <laughs> if people want to read the whole thing, it'll be linked in the, in the notes. So if you're not a podcast app, just scroll down, you'll see a link to read the whole thing. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, uh, I've, I've been entering into a process during this quarantine summer of deepening in with my, my own self-created deck, the story through stone deck. Um, and one morning I woke up, I've been drawing a card a day, you know, like you do when you're, um, either learning a new deck or writing your own, you draw a card a day and, um, see where you're at with it that day and what comes up. And I woke up one morning and I read about, the comet Neowise was just kind of on my phone on the news stream. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Neowise, what, what a cool name for a, a comet. And then I came out to my altar and I did my usual meditation and shuffled the cards. And I picked out uh, the card for the day. And it was, lo and behold, uh, a card uh, with a billion-year-old stone image in it called uh, that my father had found called Meteor in the Desert. So that's the image of, you know, uh, technically the meteor is actually one that comes into the atmosphere of Earth. Comets just glide by. But here was, you know, a, a flying space phenomenon <laughs> happening in this card uh, just moments after, you know, reading about Neowise. And I thought, oh, my goodness, it's here. I, I got to reflect on this. And it it led to a day of exploration of looking into uh, both the science of comets, which I found fascinating, uh, and the history of, you know, how humans have perceived comets and what they've been tied to, the predictions, all sorts of things. 
uh, and and led me to a moment of of reflection of you know what does it mean to see one in these times and and where we are at with that what is the sign here? Yeah, well, I, I your article was fantastic. I got a lot out of it, and um, I think what you bring up about you know we're kind of Jungian nerds ourselves. Uh, that you mentioned that Carl Jung, psychoanalyst, believed that comets represented opposing unintegrated beliefs that are revolutionary in nature and yeah. ran counter to collective values. And see, okay, so that that chunk in and of itself is ginormous. And yeah, there's so many layers to that. But one thing I wanted to bring up is the there's a lot of, you know, my astrology friends have also been pointing towards you know, our epoch that we're in is similar to the era of slavery, you know, the beginning of the Civil War. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so similar, you know, placements and, and uh, things happening in the uh, view through the astrolo uh, astrological realm. Um, but the fact that unintegrated beliefs um, and how it's... I still as much opposition we have in the United States, I still think then more the the goodness in us is still being brought out. I think it's I think it's hard to it can be hard to see. And when we talked about uh, the meditations on beauty and how to look for moral beauty, I think that's that's what's kind of saving my bacon because I truly, truly believe that the larger amount of us have moved who know compassion and do care for each other. It can be hard when you watch the news and you see the kind of extremes of things. Um, and that's where I feel like I lose the hope the most when I, when I, when I stop looking for the moral beauty and seeing the truth that more, more of us are attuned to each other and realize we're connected um, in some way, shape or form or not. So that's something I just thought was really interesting. The the comet is a symbol of unintegrated beliefs, and and maybe mm. maybe more of us are in a place of compassion, but we're being pushed to into relationships more. You know, to realize that we're all we're in relationship with our supposed enemy or those that are di diametrically opposed to where our world world views are. Um, we're still in relationship with it. So to me, that's kind of the f fulcrum point is to remember that even if you don't like someone, even if you want to cancel them, you're still, you can't get rid of that relationship. That relationship still exists as much as you want to get rid of it. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you mentioned hope a little while back, because that is um, one of the great qualities of the star tarot card. Um, it's as if we remember the trajectory of the cards that, the star happens after a really, really difficult card, right? And it's it's bringing back uh, hope and reflection and connection um, with oneself uh, after after this dramatic event. Um, we are far from being out of the woods with um, <laughs> the more difficult cards. I think I've written another article recently about the death card again. It's just up and up and up. Let's take a look at some of the scientific facts about comets that I think are really amazing jumping off points uh, for reflecting metaphorically. Let's do that. Uh, so, yeah. So um, comets, uh, this was something I didn't know, uh, but it's very likely a lot of this, um, these facts, by the way, are, are from NASA websites. So 
are thought to have brought life to earth itself uh, ages and ages ago in the form of early amino acids. So the, the idea that, you know, that something traveling through space um, that had unique elements uh, crash lands here and uh, develops life is super interesting. It, it, and, you know, we also think of crashed meteors and, and the end of the dinosaur ages. So the, there's the capacity for this great destruction, but also of life um, that comes with these, these aberrations of the stars. Um, they may also have started the, the Earth's first oceans. So if you think of that incredible uh, symbol we have of the unconscious, of, of the depths within ourselves, those starting from, from the other, from the, the comet that was passing by ages ago. Hold on. You're... I kind of always, you know, I had a very innocent, childlike view of this before I, I researched, um, which was, you know, comets are just kind of like these balls uh, flying through space, and uh, but I, with the research, I realized that they're actually orbiting the sun, just like all of us are. Uh, and the closer to the sun they are, the faster they go. The further from the sun, uh, the slower they're going. All, all this is all very rich in going in my mind metaphorically, which we'll we'll get oh, into yeah. in a moment. Can't wait to break it down here with you. Um, okay, so this was one of the most amazing things I learned about comets. Okay, well, first of all, you got to know they have a nucleus, so they have a core, they have a center, um, but they also so every time they kind of go close to the sun, that there's this danger that they can break up or even disappear. Um, but uh, some recent findings have found that when they break up or uh, fall apart, that, that these parts can still remain in orbit and then come back together, actually reform uh, back into themselves. <laughs> so there's sort of this destruction and rebirth cycle that happens within comets themselves. How cool. <laughs> and then some of these little parts that fall off, those can become meteors that we see um, trailing through the atmosphere, um, making beautiful shooting stars. Uh, and sometimes on very rare occasions, little meteorites that actually land here. So what what does this all mean, Julianne? And I've I've written my thoughts in the article, but I think the whole point of doing a podcast is that we can explore together um, these metaphors, these, you know, jumping off what we know from science these days, um, which has many gifts to us. And, uh, you know, uh, playing with these ideas in the psychological uh, metaphorical and spiritual lens. So first of all, we've got um, the comets. They've, they've brought life to Earth. They've, they've brought the, the oceans. Um, anything come to mind for you, Julian? Uh, well, many, what immediately came to mind to me, and it wasn't necessarily what I was going to, you know, earn my notes, but do I ever follow a script? No. Um, scripts are for wussies. Uh, the many of the indigenous folks, um, the original peoples. And I will mm -hmm. say that in terms of, you know, the ancient stories that we can find of, you know, I've been doing a lot of genealogy and kind of going through my roots. So pre-Christian uh, Celtic lands, so Scotland, Ireland, etc. Um, a lot of Native American and pre-contact uh, South America. There's so many stories about how we've come from the stars um, mm, and yeah. 
that, you know, some even know specifically what star system they're from. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the Pleiades, the, my friends of mine in Hawaii, their original peoples are believed, you know, they look at the different peoples who who come to the planet, came through the planet, are from specific systems. So that kind of, that idea of we are made of stars, you know, we are connected to even these things that are just little glimpses out, out in the world. And um, the, yeah, Comet makes it, uh, the fact that it was named Neo-wise, you know, new wisdom. I think wisdom is something that can be in short supply. And um, we have what I would consider a uh, an amusing version of something that uh, tends to kill wisdom and kill the development of wisdom and that's social media. Um, more and more I'm kind of seeing like it can be a tool used for good um, but mm. it frequently is not. Um, people are just you know not listening, not developing wisdom necessarily. I'm not saying it's barren of that. I'm just saying it as a it's it's a creation that that we don't most people don't know how to use with wisdom and it's not created and oriented in such a way because the speed of which we can you know just respond to something or you know react to it and that's I guess to me the wisdom is are you reacting to something or are you responding to something mm -hmm. that is you know, triggering you or whatever. Um, there's, there's just so much going on that like how I don't personally think social media eh, on a large scale is good for us. I think it can be, but again, it's like you mm -hmm. need the wisdom. You need to develop the wisdom in order to use the tool and the tool is not helping us. Uh, it's moving us away from wisdom, you know, it moves us to react versus, um, respond and that to me is the kind of the wisdom place so what's the new wisdom um, I myself am tending to just stay off of social media um, as much as mm -hmm. possible I mean some yeah. is required for my job but that's kind of where yeah. I, I feel with it and I also think in terms of communication we should probably stop for our sponsored break what do you think that's right we'll have um, more uh, comments and metaphors for you in just a moment so hey let's just take a moment quick moment here to say thanks to our sponsor keen is the world's largest online network of spiritual advisors providing quality love and relationship advice psychic advice and tarot readings since 1999 and i i remember hearing about them back in the bay area in 1999 and when they contacted us i was like awesome i mean that's for our website to remain for you know that long um, over 10 years is that's pretty impressive. Um, you and I have both gotten readings through them and, you know, you can, it's a place to get advice on all kinds of things, career, love, guidance in these uncertain times. Um, and so Keen's trusted advisors are there to help and 24 seven, you can call or chat and every conversation is backed by a satisfaction guarantee. So if it totally went sideways and was not up to par, um, they'll, you know, basically give you a credit so you can give it another shot. And it's anonymous, which I think is cool. I think, you know, like you said, when you had your reading, it was like, it's a new emotional experience to call a stranger and ask for mm -hmm. advice, right? 
So, you know, and you can do it anonymously. Your account is just basically like keen member, number, 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 number. So that's kind of cool. You can feel good about it. And um, the fees are like, they start at $1.99 a minute. And for our listeners, go to trykeen.com slash archetypal and you will get your first five minute reading for $5. So that's, that's pretty cool. Trykeen.com slash archetypal. And it's in the beginning of our show notes. Coming back from break, uh, you know, as you're speaking about, you know, responses and, um, you know, how you're communicating through social media, uh, I'm, and all the stuff about stars and being from the stars, made of the stars. I'm reminded of that uh, old Serbian proverb that is says, "Be humble, for you are made of the earth, uh, but be proud because you're also made of the dust of stars." And I I think that that is um, one of the maybe the gifts of of being neo wise is is. Uh, holding the the tension of the opposites of uh, opposing realities of of binary thinking of st- standing in the middle and holding both and um, and dreaming up the third dreaming up uh, you know we've got our earth we have the stars that we have counted on we know our north star but uh, can we remember that north star be guided by it and know that there is uh, the, here's this comment that that uh, interrupts our, the safety of our preconceived notions, right? And it, it enters into our consciousness, and then we have to rethink our universe and say, "Wow, there's other entities going on." Um, and so, I, I think it's an important time for uh, thinking about all the ways in which we have uh, embraced or uh, excluded, mostly excluded, the other. Uh, in our society in so many ways, shapes, and forms, uh, whether that be race, religion, um, uh, practicing the tarot, we're, we're a bit of a, another, <laughs> if you will. And, um, and seeing these, uh, these presences as actually life-giving and, and vital to our planet um, and, and welcoming them into the consciousness, just like we're watching the, the comet Neowise pass by in the stars. Um, and you had, had mentioned uh, the uh, Arab, Aboriginal uh, belief systems coming from the stars and, and asking um, who are the original stewards of the land that we're standing on now and how are they alive still? So we've we've created others in our mindset, but they were actually here first. Um, how did they nurture and grow the life on this land and uh, that is now sorely being taken granted for? But I, I would say that this neo-wise consciousness is waking us up again to, wow, actually, you know, where I live and, you know, I'm not able to travel across the globe right now, but where I live right now is incredibly beautiful and I can go out for a walk and really enjoy it and appreciate it. Um, and so we are returning to a recognition and respect of this uh, original land and original life here. Yes, and I, I, I'm hearing more and more um, people taking the time to do the research of the land that they live on now and finding out who those original peoples were. Are there still, uh, you know, organized tribes? Are there, you know, who were the people who occupied the land before? you know, the colonial 
you know, epoch started here, um, that mm-hmm. that's, um, it can be tricky. I'm trying to research it here in Maryland. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's funny to make a phone call. I mean, everything's kind of like COVID, 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 which is, you know, that's our pandemic, but it's an interesting time to research or at least try to understand, you know, who were the original caretakers of the land that, that were on. Um, and I, I personally find that very um, enriching and difficult and ouchy, but um, I think part of gaining wisdom is, is being able to be uncomfortable and a lot of conversations yes. around race is just like really have to be willing and, and attenuate yourself to being uncomfortable. And I think that's yep. just uh, speaking as somebody who's a, a white folk that the, the wisdom gained from being uncomfortable is uh, it can only be gained by being uncomfortable. And, right. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's just a reminder of just how comfortable and how easy it is to project that on everybody else's experience um and that's you know we've kind of turned this around to a bunch of different things but the the development of new wisdom of new wisdom in this time the tests that we're being all um asked to to undergo together there's no single answer but i think the development of wisdom doesn't happen overnight but the consciousness of doing it and remembering that you know we're we're all at some point indigenous people you know, every, everybody, you know, the, the people who were thousands of years ago, um, all probably worshiped a goddess <laughs> most likely, or they, you know, the, the moon and the sun and things like that. So those are the roots of everybody. Um, and I, it kind of makes me think that in a future podcast next month, the one after that, it'd be nice to delve into a specific version of what is called the principles of Aloha. And there's many different versions of these, but one that a friend of mine is working with um, could be really, really helpful in making this idea that can be abstract of neo-wise new wisdom upon us. But it's it's a great starting place. And I'll just mention one H. They describe it, you know, A-L-O-H-A, aloha. Uh, the one that comes to me the strongest is H stands for ha'a, ha'a, ha'a. And that's humility. And this specific kind of humility is the courage to be in the appropriate position and understanding your place. So in, in conversation with how we're being uncomfortable, it takes courage to put yourself in the appropriate position. And that appropriate position that I'm kind of thinking of in terms of really looking at where I sit in the world and be humble enough to listen and, and the mm-hmm. courage to be uncomfortable. That's so right. yeah, yeah. It's not something <laughs> that, that uh, generic American culture really has, there's no place for that. And certainly it's not <laughs> being lauded uh, by, you know, our political leaders or several of them anyway. But uh, yeah, I want to dive into that a little bit more. There's Good. a lot. Sounds like- the 101,000 download ready happening in the future here. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and, and for me, uh, as a white person, uh, reading White Fragility uh, has been a landmark uh, text uh, for really leaning into discomfort um, and really opening my eyes uh, in so many, so many ways. And that's just like what I think the comment meta- metaphor can do for us, right? 
it, imagine being ancient, not having all the scientific facts to put you at comfort right now, but th to see something that's just flying a seemingly closer and closer to your planet, it makes you feel a little uncomfortable, right? And uh, so looking at truths, looking at things that you didn't want to look at before, uh, these are really, really important ways to steep uh, into the new wisdom. Um, but it can bring up a lot of emotion, right? We, we've talked a little bit before on this podcast about um, avoiding overwhelm and things like that. Uh, that doesn't do anyone any good. Um, the comets brought perhaps the original oceans here. So a big question for this time is how do we embrace the overwhelming emotion that is arising in this collective moment? How can we ride the waves and build resilience and sea legs for difficult conversations? So I think knowing the difference between uncomfortable and safe is really important. Um, we're going to have to have a lot of conversations that are uncomfortable. Uh, but, you know, we're more than almost always safe in those conversations. Um, but we don't always realize that. So um, knowing the difference between those two things and, and entering with new courage um, into those conversations uh, is, I think, another thing the Neowise is bringing about. Agreed, agreed. And it, the, 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 approach, um, the approach cannot be, um, it has to be in harmony. The, the masculine and feminine archetypes have to be in harmony. You can't have it purely at about agency, like, uh, you know, the, the arrow, you can't just shoot an arrow and you can't, you know, it's not just purely feminine. It's not simply about the circle. It's going to have to be both. And it's going to have to be developing mm -hmm. the wisdom along with both. And the feminine to me, the strongest part of the feminine is just, we are connected to each other. Um, and a, a big part of the projection projecting our own mindset onto other people um, is the more masculine part of it because it slows you down if you don't project. You can't move forward if you're constantly taking moments to connect. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so there's going to be have to be a reharmonization uh, or approach it as a harmony versus, uh, or maybe a balance for a little while, but then into, into harmony that um, it's not going to be solved overnight. There aren't any absolutes. Uh, the patience and again, the humility to, to the courage to be in the appropriate position. Maybe you don't know. <laughs> so just need that. Maybe you don't know. That's Maybe right. You don't know. Be curious. And the curiosity, if you stay with curiosity, it will help keep you open. As soon as you stop being curious, you've like, I've landed on the solution. I am done. I will think no more. <laughs> but that's like, <laughs> and it could be lots and lots of those little things one after another, but then you have to go back to curiosity. So, so much to, so much that's to work with. About the comet is the comet feels curious. You know, it's always exploring a, a meteorite, you know, those pieces that fall, they land and they uh, destroy <laughs> when they land. Um, maybe that's meteorite thinking. And the, the comet is curious, you know, it's, it's continues its exploration, its orbit. Um, and, and I, th I think it's a great metaphor for, you know, it's, it's orbiting the sun, right? So we're thinking about, okay, what are the main ideas? What are the, what is the true sun, uh, we want to orbit or, um, maybe what, maybe we were orbiting something that we weren't aware of before that we can be more aware of now. Um, and as we break apart, I like your metaphor or your image of reharmonizing, because if the comet is breaking apart or if ideas are breaking down right now, we're seeing lives, livelihoods, economies 
unification, breaking apart um, and trying to reform in various ways. Uh, it's a great time to, you know, make those steps for what, okay, there's been something we've been needing to release for a very long time. Uh, and here's our chance to do it. Um, so some parts may break off and not come back, not be part of the, the reformed neo-wise comet, if you will. Um, so I think that that's a really great question to be asking ourselves right now and, and could lend itself to a really beautiful visualization. You know, who, who wouldn't love to uh, jump on the, the comet right now and have a, have a trip? <laughs> who doesn't feel like they're on the comet right, right now? <laughs> <laughs> and um, in fact, you know, I, I have to admit, I haven't been able to see the comet with my physical eyes, which I'm sad about. It's very cloudy here in um, the Bay Area. Um, but, you know, I've been seeing it so clearly in my imagination and in my dreams even that uh, I feel really with it right now. So you can travel there, whether or not you've got um, binoculars or um, the clear skies to see it, uh, it's there and it's rich with um, this reflection. Agreed. I haven't seen it yet either. It was clear last night. I did see a beautiful moon, but We've had a lot of thunderstorms where, where I am. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, this, it, to me, I just want to underscore it. It's, it's an incredibly important time and the temptation to be like, okay, when we get back to normal, because, because there's that idea, right? It's very comforting. Let me get back to where I was before. We're never going to get back to where we're there. The, the before is, is done. And that's not to say freak out. That's to say that like the, the opportunities here are to, they're too big for us to just let them go. They're, we're with it no matter what. And every, you know, to me, the, the understanding that everybody is present on the planet right now is really, really important. And um, that to fall into, go back to sleep though, I just want things the way they were before. Well, imagine what it would be like when it's, if it's better. You know, imagine a better world. And I know we talk about this a lot and it, it can seem very, very airy-fairy. And I, I I feel like that at times, like, just let me go back to sleep. Let me go back to, I want my old life back. Like, I get that. But the, uh, that is, is we look at mythology and we look at, you know, these stories, that's not the way forward. It could never be. It never has been. Mm -hmm. It is embracing the difficult, orienting yourself toward the morally beautiful and toward beauty and, um, developing this new wisdom is is the way it has to be and there are incredible benefits we'll never see on as until we move th through to it you know the practices of it so it's not all bad it can be incredibly beautiful um let's be a part of making it thus is what i'm thinking um you know and taking care of ourselves day, day to day with compassion and there's there's some really 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 smart people out there big heartful heartful people that are um on this boat with us in this consciousness of you know that the the humility and the wisdom together and so i want to mention that uh one of our our podcast friends my friend keoni hanale from maui um he finally has a podcast so i want to point people toward that um, if we are developing this new wisdom, we can definitely look at the original wisdoms of original people, of which um, Keone comes from. His podcast is called the Pohala Podcast, and that's P-O-H-A-L-A -A Podcast. He only has a handful of episodes, but oof, that is that is some powerful and beautiful stuff. 
Um, in addition, I always recommend the Living Myth podcast with Michael Mead. Um, I basically kind of want to just take everything he said and put it into our podcast to be like, we're done. Like what he said, <laughs> what he said. It's really, really. That's why I listen all the time. I just can't listen to him all the time because I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> collective initiation. You're right. Ah! <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is. I know. I mean, we could just regurgitate everything uh, that he says, and I learn a ton from it. And his they're super short. They're maybe thirty minutes. So, um, highly recommend both the Bahala podcast and. The Living Myth podcast with Michael Mead. So there's more until the next episode. 100,005 <laughs> downloads. That's right. Well, um, I've joining with you in this conversation of NeoWise. You know, we're in different states, uh, different time zones, but um, we're connected by comets and coronavirus. <laughs> Here we are. And archetypes. And love. And love. And love. And aloha. So uh, thank you so much, Julianne. And I look forward to our next adventure and the next 100,000 downloads. For sure. Aloha to you and ahoiho um, until we meet again. Thanks for listening. We know you could have done something else with the last, oh, I don't know, 36 minutes of your life, but we're super glad that you spent it with us. Check our show notes for links and resources. And as always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Tarot Podcast, or you can email us tarotpodcast at gmail.com. So easy to remember. And big, big, huge, ginormous thank you to our patrons, Peter, Kat, Richard, Juniper, and Rash of Stay Woke Tarot. We seriously appreciate your friendship and your support every day. And thanks to our sponsor, Keen. You can get your five-minute reading for five bucks by visiting trykeen.com slash archetypal. This podcast is produced by Both End Media. And the theme music is by The Lunar Group. Until next time, aloha.